What's up, people? What's up, people? What's up, people? Now, I'm just taking this time out of this great, magnificent episode of the Products of Public School Education podcast just to speak to my people who are interested in joining the podcasting space. I know there are a couple of questions that you all, that you guys want to know. Like, how do I edit? Is there a way to broadcast this live? How do I record an episode in general? And how do I get my show on all apps or as many apps as possible? Not only talking about Stitcher, not only talking about Google Podcasts, not only Apple Podcasts, but all of them in general. And the truth of the matter is, honestly, how do you make money? How do you make money as quickly as possible? And honestly, those other apps are great. I mean, especially Spotify. Some might even say Google Podcasts is a great one. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I might even frequent other podcasting platforms, but for the truth of the matter, there's only one podcasting platform that I trust to release my podcast on, and that's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing, editing, and broadcasting your podcast, and it's 100% free. It's 100% free. All you have to do is make an account and get on it start it's ridiculously easy to use and ludicrously easy to use some might even say rem somebody somebody might even say i can't even think of another word that to describe how easy it is to use but stupendously easy to use that's a good one all right i'm gonna use that one and now anchor can match you with great sponsors sponsors for people who make not safe for work content Safe for work content, family oriented content, children oriented content, murder mystery content, horror content, or even just pure comedic content, and all of the above. They'll help curate your sponsors specifically for you. And who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want to make money as fast as possible right away? Not even a couple episodes into the podcast and space, you can already be paired up with different sponsors and that's one of the things that I'm doing right now by reading you this ad so right now if you're interested in starting a podcast don't waste any more time it's all about consistency which is something over here you know we're proud of some public school education for a reason we ain't the best but we try to be but if you want to start a podcast go ahead and download the app right now or if you're on your desktop go to anchor.fm forward slash start this anchor dot fm forward slash start okay with me man i feel like we ain't talking forever nah but we talk every once in a while though hey forever's a mighty long time for real no big creep but big creep though i don't know we are kings remember the time so It's, it's 11 p.m., but this moment is timeless. Oh, God. <laughs> Been gone for a while, but now we back. Oh, God. Eating, lock, eating baklava while drinking soy milk. I'm rocking those shake a bottle like the Dolly Long before. He's been depressed since DMX died. I did not realize how much that nigga influenced modern music until I went back and listened to all his shit. Mm-hmm. Dude had one of the best runs in the two, had probably the best run in the 2000s. For real. Him and Jay Z, 50 Cent. Nah. Yeah, first off, let's a lot of shit done happened since the last time we dropped the episode, but shit, we back now. We gonna try to start hitting y'all with content more often. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to we all we both been working and shit, but honestly we just didn't have well people who won't be named didn't wasn't wasn't trying to get no equipment. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? But we back in the game now, you feel me? So, yeah, I yeah, first off, 
first off, y'all, we've been we've been vibing, man. We've been straight on our end. I done found new employment at a, a little establishment. So that's good. Tell the people what you've been up to, though. So I've been ducked off just playing with sounds and shit. On my Tyler the Creator Earl Sweatshirt type shit. As you can tell, my voice, I'm learning to inflict my voice. So I may sound a little, a couple of notches deeper on future episodes. So, yeah. But it's all <laughs> planned, though. I swear. And I'm having fun with it, too, y'all. I'm, I'm learning how to, the song structure, I'm learning about how marketing, all that. So expect some Nico Rashad songs pretty soon. I don't want to go viral. I want to have a slow build. Big facts. Big Nico Rashad energy coming soon. Oh, God. <laughs> but, so, man, back to what you were saying about DMX, though. I feel like him and I want to say Fetty, when it comes to just runs based off of coming up out of nowhere, or not really coming up out of nowhere, but just Runs that started and seemed like they never. Nah, you right, you right. DMA's run happened out of nowhere. And then it seemed. Cause right after Pac died, that void for a mo emo rap, he's the first real emo rapper. Not only that, but it's like, yeah, they somewhat came out of nowhere. But here's the thing, also, they when they run came, and they were in mid run. Then when they was in their mid run, it felt like these niggas. Was everywhere. They were. They were everywhere. And they they were anywhere. Fetty Wap wasn't. Fetty wasn't doing movies. Fetty wasn't doing movie mom. DMX after his second album, he had his first movie role. True, Fetty didn't get to a second one. Sure didn't. Not a really. Fetty just had hits. Fetty had hits though. Fetty had hits before. Honestly, if we be honest. He that record, yeah. that Eminem set, as far as like being a top streaming artist or not being a top streaming artist, but having the the most number one or top ten hits. Other than Eminem, he was the second person, second rapper to do that. And then after Fetty Bro. Wap, after Fetty Wap, it was Kendrick Lamar, and he did it with Damn. So just imagine. Then Drake popped the cheat code and became the most successful artist of the 2010. Nah, but I'm just talking about who had the most consecutive number 10, top 10 on the yeah. charts at one time. It's only those three. That, yeah, that's impressive. So just imagine Fabio Wap being a nigga from Patterson, New Jersey, and he gets skyrocketed to the likes of, at the time, just Eminem. Yeah, at one point he was as big as Eminem. He still is in a way though. No, hey, the numbers speak for themselves. Them songs ain't going nowhere. You played this show in the club today is going up. Now he ain't gonna. He's not as relevant as he was back then. But nigga, look, can I be real with you? Fetty got almost a mythic level of omnipotence about him. If he put something out now, niggas is gonna listen. Yeah, yeah. And if it's fire, we gonna play it on the radio. Cause look at designer. Designer dropped a new track. I think two like two three months ago. I get that over drill beats. It's like he never left. It's like he never left. But now on now. I'm sorry. But now on D on DMX again though. That's one of them dudes where his wave popped up so hard. Hearing Jay-Z talk about his live shows, first off, there's no way in hell I would have followed this nigga in no live show. Because mm -hmm. he starts off, every the, the lights in the arena go black. And you hear the growl. The nigga go... <clears throat> Don't <laughs> Y'all niggas ready for me? 
One of the hilarious clips in hip hop history. Sorry to to cut you off. I'm just contributing to one as far as like DMX. Let me me tell this DMX show story. Go ahead. The way Jay Z told him, uh, this shit built to a crescendo. He's walking around backstage in, in a Rough Riders dicky suit, denim dicky suit. Mm-hmm. He's drinking a mixture of Alize and Hennessy, and it looks like blood. <laughs> so he's already looking demonic as fuck. He jumps out on stage with energy. The, the brothers in the crowd are going crazy. Because, yo. I can't. He's doing all the hype joints. Mm-hmm. Then he takes his shirt off, which he was a movie star. He wasn't a bad looking guy. Yeah. The women are going crazy. At the end of his set, he's been going hard for forty five minutes. He goes emotional and starts praying. Now everyone in the crowd is crying. And Jay Z's in the background since it's the hard knock life tour. It's a hard knock life for us. He has to follow that for sixty four days. You have sixty four nights of going after one of the best performers in hip hop history. Nah, that's what you call power. Oh God, and he DMX being the true super villain he was. Jumps off stage. Hey, yo, what Jay Z at? That's when you know you. That's when you know you a super villain. Yeah. That super villain is you right there. You, you you know you killed it. I was just going to add to what Zoe was saying, man. Like, if you want to imagine how crazy a DMX concert had, had to be, you gotta you gotta go back and watch one of the best video clips and I'll say best video clips of a stage performance in video music history not even video history music video history and that's when he's on stage performing at Woodstock 99 oh god that is a classic nigga had people in front of him and everybody was rocking when that motherfucker said stop drop nigga and music so people went quiet Oh, he had all no. those white people saying nigga and motherfuckers didn't give a shit because they were just having a good ass time. Hey, that was a different breed, bro. Them motherfuckers didn't give a shit because they were just having a good ass time, nigga. That's what... Let's break some shit. <laughs> the, the video of the giant ass mosh pit that was in the city of the niggas probably died. Yes. Somebody died. It was mad. Nah, when the, during Lil Biscuit when the stage fell. Hell yeah, madness. But we talking about DMS right now. Yeah. Nah, I, no you got me. Biscuit, but we can't overshadow him by their performances right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck, oh, fuck Fred Durst, for real. <laughs> but nah, DMS, man. DMS was a treasure in hip hop. He was the last of the good dudes who really didn't give a fuck and told you how he felt about shit. And he didn't start beef to sell shit. He didn't start beef because he was bored. He started beef because he really felt like that. If he didn't like you, you knew. Madness, I'm telling you. He was the first real hip hop supervillain. Like MF Doom was cool. By the way, shout out to um, RIP MF Doom, one of the best lyricists ever. We'll talk about him in a minute, but this is DMX moment right now. DMX had so much super villain energy to the point where it was terrifying. Even down to the his on his second is his first was it's dark and hell is hot. His first album or second album. Do you know? Do you remember? First. That was the first one, right? Mm-hmm. On that first album. X is coming. One, two, X is coming for you. Three, four, you better lock your door. Like, bro, no nigga was doing that at that time. Facts. He and he had a song where he literally was talking to the devil. Man, what... Oh, let me fly. I sold my soul to the devil and the price was cheap. <laughs> like, 
He was a super. He was the first hip hop dude that gave you that imagery. And on, on in the same album, he was praying to God. So like, bro. On the other hand, too, though. Let's not huh? act like this was also the clear signs of somebody who was, who was clearly abusing drugs. Oh, yeah. This dude was completely insane. I don't know why we didn't get, the, it, I don't know why we didn't get the signal sooner. But this was a nigga that barked on his song. He showed up to the studio and barked with a dog chain. And for real, Bart, not just no at a sporting kids, Bart. Nah, this nigga Bart, like he was trying to tell you something through his bark. Exactly, bro. He barked like a real pit bull. Like niggas really thought probably. I know it wasn't just me. My older brother, when he heard the first DMX song, he thought he really had pit bulls on the song barking. I'm putting it to you like this. DMX. It's actually recorded DMX. This nigga robbed somebody with a pick. Yeah. gun. Not a, a pick. Super villain activities. If that ain't some old Spider Man shit, this nigga should have been terrorizing goddamn. What is Spider Man live? This nigga should have been terrorizing Queens, goddammit. That's some Batman villain type shit. That's some Victor's ass type shit. Hmm. Gotham. Nigga, I was about to it, say Gotham at first, but I was already in the hole with Spider-Man. Oh, God. But you're right, though. Spider-Man takes place in the real world in on um, New York, so he should have been patrolling Yonkers hard. Because <laughs> a, a, a young DMX was a problem. <laughs> Especially when you find out, like, his interviews and stuff, too. How, you know what I'm saying? He was a kid that got taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Like, he was a child who looked up to this dude, and they laced his blunt with crack. Hmm. And he'll tell you in his interviews, praying, a grown man praying, that's when the monster was born. It's hard to watch those interviews now. It's true, though. That's real. It's real. Like, it's too real to a point. His, he one of them dudes, his life... I don't want to see a movie made because nobody can capture that much emotion. True. Like, he one of them dudes, you can tell, he ain't faking this. Even when I was little, like, just getting into music, I gravitated towards him because you can't fake this level of reckless to the point of it ain't even human. He really don't care. Even when he was getting in trouble, like posing as an FBI agent, bro, low, bro, high key didn't give no fucks. Man, and lived his life. No, I'm just with you. Oh, very much so. Like we, we should have saw the same. A grown man walks into a, a, a hip hop studio and one takes half his album where he's barking like a dog. And it's the it, it also saying some of the hardest murder bars you've ever heard. This, this turns around. Then turns around the next day, talks about killing. He's like, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna bark at you. Then I'm gonna pray over your dead body. Like okay, thank you. But hip hop can be a mad place sometimes. But I'm telling you, just straight madness. But hip hop, hip hop has never been like people don't like people who aren't real hip hop fans don't really understand. Hip hop is the only place where you can be home to the murderers, killers, and thieves of the world, and everybody just hate each other but get along. Like I'm gonna kill you, but I'll give you a drink first. Yeah, yeah. We just got into the era where dudes are way too friendly in hip hop. Shit, don't say that. The only ones with friendly hip hop is the old niggas. When y'all niggas still shooting, I swear. Shooting. Some of them were too friendly too, though. Like, and if we be here, that's, like, that's why they shooting people because they hurting their feelings. People who thought we were here, they hurting their feelings. They popping them off of that. They, 
They going crazy. I don't want no misinterpretation. We cool, nigga. I'll do songs with y'all, nigga. But we not going to the club again. There's no way I would party with Lil Baby. Did you see that picture of Lil Baby and Blueface, bro? Blueface look like he had been held hostage for four days. Probably did. You know, everybody <laughs> knows this is... No, no shade to Lil Baby, but... Everybody kid. By the way, that nigga Jaws be clinching. Everybody know he awful bean every time he on camera. He a perk, bro. He 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 teeth be clicking off the perks for real. When that nigga picked up a water bottle and turned it upside down in an interview just because, yeah. He a silent businessman, but he be off the perks. That nigga songs be good, baby. Off the perks. That's what. Like another dude, Lil Dirk. Lil Dirk ain't got many friends because most of them dead. Mm-hmm. Which, like, the FBI keep launching cases into that nigga. Let that man grieve. Like, everyone he, who he's gotten close to in music either got a bullet in him or ain't him no more. But let's be honest, though. A lot of those pe- these are all people, every single last one of them, are from Chicago. Ain't really about that life. Yeah. Yes. So, by the way, shout out to Chief Keith for making moving to Cali and getting away from all this shit. Uh, yeah, Dirk's still in Illinois. I swear. Well, I don't think Dirk can move. <laughs> I think the I don't think Dirk can relocate. Hey, I feel like he go, he why, go. That's why Sosa ain't really went back to Chicago. That nigga got like twenty ones in Illinois. <laughs> um. I'm not going back. Cause you remember that's why they had to do that virtual concert. Yeah. Shout the out whole little cheese sauce. Shout out to Sosa. Oh guys, for being smart. It's, it's for being it's, it's ten years in the game. This shit, I want to say. Oh God. For Sosa. No, nah, hold, hold up, Rooster. Hold up. Hold up, Rooster. Think about Sosa though, bro. Sosa was smart enough not to. He showed everybody like I was Sosa. Wave roll here. Sosa is responsible for a generation of rappers. For for multiple generations. The like four. Had, yeah. Oh, I thought you said for a generation. For four four generations of rappers. I didn't get the edge on generations out. Oh my fault. Yeah, he's responsible for like four for real though. And shout out to him for being smart enough not to go back to Chicago with Warrens. Like, most rappers do not have the wherewithal to make that decision. I need to get out of my city. I think I think the, I think the, I think most of Sosa's brilliance, especially back then, because back then he was about like, ah, that nigga was younger than we are now. That nigga, when he would decide to move from Chicago, this nigga was already like, only like 20. Now he was 18 when he really popped. Yeah. He was 18. When he was 16 when he popped. He was 16 when he made, when he made, what's the name of Back from the Dead. Yeah. He ain't too much takeoff after, after b- before, like, he would, that's when he became big on YouTube and Worldstar and all this stuff, and that, and that's when, like, showing guns in the video, and the video ain't nothing but you walk around the house or one room, that's when that shit became big. That nigga, before that, any rap video before, young, before motherfucking Chief Sosa, Sosa Baby, the, any, anything. They had a bunch of. They had a bunch of niggas. They had a bunch of bitches that was out at a location. He was the first, he was the absolute first person that started shooting videos in their house with guns and pistols. Told them that them. nigga shot the videos with a house arrest. Let's just be real. Hey, but how, think about how many times you've seen that in a video since. Every, every day of one. These last two generations, that's like their only video set up. Big facts. Big facts. Just even think of, we don't, we don't say rats on this show, but y'all know who I'm talking about when I say rat. Think about that rat and when he was popping, how how his videos were just mainly one location and a bunch of niggas with guns behind him. This shit though, and they, they can't have guns in the videos because of fear charge. Like see Grizzly, man. That nigga deserve way. He deserve way more respect on his name. People give him respect, 
they just don't talk about. I don't think since I mean fucking first episode they ain't big. He got make man. Money. Look, let's be real. Three hundred is the worst labor ever. They don't know how to push their artists. True, true. Well, nah, nah, I can't say that. I'll say this: three hundred got too many big artists to push. Yes. Right now, they have a they have a super team all to themselves. When it get like that, I can't blame when it when it, See, I was about to say yeah and agree with you, but then I thought about I was like, well, nah, because they got like motherfuckers like Young Thug. Young Thug been signing three hundred for a long ass time. Bro, young, but Young Thug promotes himself. Three hundred don't do shit for Thug, really. Young Thug promotes himself in the aspect of wearing clothes and social media presence. But as far yes. as connections and how he gets his fashion and all that stuff, most of them. Oh, they did. Most of them on the lay on the label be deal. Mm-hmm. Now they, they ain't got no problem with him controlling controlling his personal life or his personal influence over over social media or anything like that because they know he's the type of person who auto, who automatically does this stuff stuff with off the of rip, especially being of his attitude type and being from Atlanta, you know, with people like that, especially from Atlanta, your presence is always taken very a flamboyant taste. Yeah, especially being in Atlanta, just, just presence is taken serious. So, like, what I be wrong? when it comes to stuff like that, though, I hear you, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get this off. So, like, when you're a person like that and you know presence where they don't necessarily, the label doesn't have to, monitor everything you do so that thing is just focus on getting them in touch with the right people who can do the right things like people who graphic artists that you know design his covers exactly how you want them even if it's the most oddest request ever like so much fun album this nigga requested that it be this nigga had hundreds he had a graphic designer literally photoshop hundreds of people of himself of different pictures of himself to make it look like himself. That nigga requested that and somebody did that. You just can't you just can't find niggas on so on Instagram or Twitter who, who could do that. That that nigga label had to find somebody and pay them for that. Yes. Nigga, you thug low key the prince of hip hop. <laughs> nah, trap. Trap. That nigga don't rap. He talking shit over beats. He is the prince though, cause he wears the female clothes and he pulls almost any female he wants. He does. Cause they know, cause they know he gonna have the fashion on deck. They know, they know he got all the designer shit. He got all the designer plugs. Bitch, the East Saint Laurent plug, bitch, I had that since twenty fifteen. Oh, they dropping that. You wearing that this year? I had that five years ago, bitch. <laughs> Man, I had that five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Nah, look, Uzi's low key the, the plug on that shit though. Cause fashion designers seek Uzi out to wear that shit. Hell yeah. Even back when that what season Yeezy three when they had that nigga on the stage, I don't even think Uzi was super popping then either. He was still he was working with the underground. Then he was working with Space Ghost Purpose shit. Uzi always had that aesthetic though. I wish he would have ran no, more with the anime. I'm, but... saying, I'm saying he always had that aesthetic. That's why even before he took off really big, some random. I wish he would have ran more with that old school bullshit. Let me let me talk. So I'm saying that's why I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying that he his fashion has been like that for so long that even before he was really famous, he was booking fashion gigs. Not even at a model's usual height, just because off his fashion, somebody passing him by the street alone. I swear that nigga, that nigga cold. That nigga says his clothes cold as hell too, though. I ain't even gonna lie. I wish I was small like that. I could wear some of this shit. You got, you ain't gotta be small. Just tell them motherfuckers, extra fabric, bitch, extra fabric. Oh God, Quit being I gotta be famous to do that, though. This is also true. Hey, look, nigga, we're gonna have to let this motherfucker out by five sizes. <laughs> I can't work, I can't get jiggy with this. <laughs> For real. But, 
Yo, another dude that's low key. I didn't know Lil Yachty pull out nail polish. That Lil Yachty doing a bunch of shit. He got some shit coming out in Walmart too. That pizza, that pizza. He yeah. Made it. But honestly, I ain't surprised at that. He that that pizza parlor he had. He had that. I think it was he had a pizza parlor in his house. But now nah, he had a pizza parlor somewhere in Atlanta for like two years, like since he been famous, famous. What's up, bro? Yachty forgetting the bag though. And when he went on, on what's called they explain. His overhead expenses. If your overhead is eighty thousand dollars a month, starting off just for your house, imagine what all his expenses are. He has to have money for most to generate money for multiple revenue sources other than music. Man, the the fact that he's business savvy like that. Not only shout that, out to Yaddy. Not only that. You did you see his eighty five South interview? No, I didn't watch that. Oh, you, you should see it. You should see it. He put on a lot of games in that yeah. He don't even know. He don't even know, bro. He put on a lot of games in it. Well, I tell you, I've been ducked off making beats and playing with sound, bro. Hey, I, I ain't mean, watched I'm a just, lot. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I ain't asking for you. I'm just telling you, son. He put on oh, a lot of He gave out a lot of game in that one. But anyway, one of the reasons why he's so business savvy is because his mother... His mother works in business. I forgot what exactly she does. She like a business analytics coordinator or something like that. And she been doing this since before he was born. Oh, shit. So like that explains it. After he really got famous, she the one who took over managing him and all that. And then, ah. then not only that, his father is in the industry. But he's not necessarily in the music industry or the rap industry. per se. He's, he's a photographer. So he's a photographer. He's, you know, shot a bunch of famous people. So he already had a father that was somewhat around the entertainment crowd when he was getting into the music game, too. But even though he had went to college first, but he said he wasn't feeling that shit. He was younger than everybody else. So he told his mom he'll take a year off. See, this is all she said on 85 South. He basically told his mom, he said, well, everybody who's a fan of y'all know the story about him telling his mom he'll take a year off. And then go back to college, but the reason why is because he was already a year younger than everybody in the, in college, so he was already seventeen in college. So basically, dude, he struggled his mind. If I don't make it famous in a year, or I don't turn it into a business by a year, I'll go back to school because I'm already. Oh, I because then by then I'll be the same age as everybody in my class type shit, which makes sense. And, and the rest from that just history. Nigga, two old Navy deals, Target deals, Easy Season Three, all that stuff behind them. Niggas still right. That Sprite commercial still get hard, still go hard, and it still come on. Yes, that Sprite, this that Sprite commercial with LeBron, that shit might be airing for the next ten years. It's gonna be I ain't time. talking about that one. I'm talking about ball like it's my soda, ball like it's oh. my soda. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, though. but the reason why I know people, especially, were doing him so much was what plugging him so much because he was so like way he presented himself in a very positive light, which he still does. Like when he came out, he was and they were asking him what he was calling his music because it was so it wasn't poppy, but it was more happy than about street shit. You know, what he said, "Bubba Gun Trap." He said, "Bubba Gun Trap." God damn it, exactly. So oh, who as a brand? Who caters more to his family businesses like targeting Old Navy and all them shit. Of course, they if they, a rapper calling some bubblegum anything, nigga, that's that's automatically lockable by the whites. You can automatically you can put that you can put that you can put that face anywhere because you know after that he'll probably on the news or something. Rapper calls a new form of oh, music bubblegum trap. So now everybody already think he in a good light because he. He he basically he basically presented none but positivity and that still holds true to this day, but I feel like they ain't booked him in. him like on the eighty five South so he said this too, he said, cause if anybody follows Lil Yada they know he had he was known for having his hair dyed red, but he changed it to black. And one of the reasons why he changed it to black is he said <clears throat> even though like it was a part of his brand, a lot of people in the business world 
Didn't take him seriously. Yeah, didn't take him seriously because of the red hair. Even though he was still booking deals like a motherfucker, they weren't take, like him, his counterparts, you know, like former street niggas and shit like that, weren't taken seriously. So he said, I'm fucking, I'm gonna show these niggas I ain't no fucking. Child, I got more money than most of them. So he said, I'm gonna die. That's, I'm gonna die. that's some bullshit, for real. Like, let me grow up on y'all niggas. Yeah, yeah, let me grow up on y'all niggas. I know I got more money than y'all, so let me start acting like like better than y'all type shit. Let me, let me really, when he started posting the videos of him with their toaster and shit, like, nigga, my toaster, his toaster goes harder than most nigga houses. This nigga got a piano that, a crystal piano that plays itself. Yes. That part, nigga. What the fuck? And uh, it doesn't play pre-recorded stuff either, like all uh, them old ones back in the day. Nah, nigga, this shit can hook his Bluetooth up to it, and that motherfucking keys gonna move on that bitch to the song. Bro. It's just one big flex. But he deserved it though, cause when he came in the industry, he really do. He really did face a lot of fuck shit. He did, like unnecessary fuck shit too. It did. Shout out to Young. Yachty for being a young nigga and keeping it cool. Shout out 21 Savage too, because low key becoming one of the most successful rappers. And and he, I feel like him and J. Cole need a project to go. After J. Cole gets done balling in the African Basketball Association. Shit, that nigga only played three games. What you talking about? He's been done. He was but done still, with, though. He was done with that shit before the album came out. <laughs> I said that. I'm like, just saying. Was only promo. Nah, I was just fucking with you. I was just, but still, he did the shit. I was just letting those JK, Jake Hole fans, letting them know that he he still wasn't shit. I mean, that's part of the Jermaine aesthetic. He looked like a homeless nigga that could give you bars all day. He looked like one of them, them old niggas. They stop you outside a gas station. Yeah, give, give him five dollars. Give him five dollars. Be like, nah, I'm straight. I'm straight. Nah, that's little. That's Puyo. I rap for you. Give him five dollars. He that type. Nah, <laughs> nah. J Cole like he got like that old nigga. Hey man, why you down here delivering like that, man? Like he look like a motherfucker trying to rescue you or some shit. Like rescue you from bad decisions. But he still a Puyo homeless nigga though, so he gotta be doing some homeless nigga shit. If he get, oh God! If he offering people he gonna, information, he gonna wipe your windshield. He gonna wipe your windshield off and speak to you a sermon. He go, he, he he got at least got to be the type of wiping windows off. He got to be doing some homelessness shit. So he wiping windows off and he you singing in your car and he be like, "Those bars ain't quite right." So he be like, "Nigga, I just, how the fuck you know you nigga you, you wipe my windshield?" He look like that type of homeless. Nigga, why you acting like a hoe? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, he'll look now, like, now, back when I was barely seventeen, I was I, I was out here serving fiends. I was out here screaming hope, no dollar in the dream, bro. <laughs> oh God! Now nah, I'm gonna tell you who who gonna kill everybody though. When Kendrick does decide to drop, which Twenty One Savage once again, nigga, if you don't drop Year of the Savage, got to Twenty Twenty One. This is your year. This is the year you drop three projects and win three and win a Grammy. He, he, you can sing on the shit if you feel like it. You would Metro, you need to drop one with TM88, Metro, and Mike Will. Apparently he unannounced the project. All Atlanta. I saw yeah, I saw he. Nigga. Said that wouldn't be hard. She your airborne. Yes. And twenty one. Ooh, young nudie features. Yes. I let me think of another one. Okay, I said Pierre Bourne. Nigga, uh, you already, you already, I'm harder than Trigger now, so you can stop right now. Hey, hey, so be it then. Y'all see, y'all see what it is. Y'all know we want from 21. Pierre Bourne, 21 Savage. Oh, God. Because mm. Pierre got one of the best albums out right now. Mm. But I didn't think he could do better than Pierre Bo- the the life of Pierre Bourne Part Four. I was wrong. I was wrong, and I will admit it. I was wrong. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with being wrong every night and being. That's how you know you're growing with your feelings. Cause this what love is, and I don't want it. That's what that that song spoke to me on a different level. But 
This nigga knew shit. God, I'm mad at him. So, who hurt you? You said this nigga who? This nigga here. Pierre Bourne. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you said nudist first. I was about to say, nigga, what nudist song go like that? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 I wanna call. I, I'm gonna tell you another one that'll go hard though. Metro Boom and um Comethazine. They both from St. Louis. Yes. They both from St. Louis. To hear to hear more go crazy on that damn shit. He gonna try to get on that bit. At least give me a little. No. Nah. Give me an interlude. No. Nah. I wanna hear to hear more on a um Anderson Pack album. Anderson Pack album. Huh. He fit that steady. He fit that steady. He do. A old nigga that listen to jazz and shit. A bird with the word came to me. Boy, you ain't need that like this in a minute. Hmm. But I feel like Anderson Pack slowly outgrowing that scene, though. Man. The last album he dropped, let me see what that was. I think that shit was 2019. But, and Ventura? Ben, yeah, I think that's 2019. But nah, that nigga, that nigga ain't a surprise. I don't feel like he outgrowing his scene. Because his scene has been like, he, we could say he was underground, but nigga, technically he really wasn't because ever since he came out, ever since his first album, we've been hearing this, people been hearing his songs and commercials and shit and didn't even know it. Nigga, one of his, a song off his first album was had been in commercials like, Way before I had heard about him, but then I had went back huh. to it. I was like, "Wait, that fucking Anderson Park!" Like a lot of them Nissan commercials from like mid twenty tens. A lot of motherfuckers mm-hmm. had either Anderson Park beats in it or Anderson Park songs on them. I don't know who was that Nissan listening to Anderson Park, but they had they, they had a couple of that nigga songs in, in three different commercials. Oh, Hell yeah! So I, I ain't gonna say he he had been underground because the nigga had been known. And was being hurt by millions of people, they just ain't know. Like if anybody, he's the most in the in the words of Three Seas Mafia, he was the most known unknown. Yeah, like mm. am I wrong? I never thought I use it. Am I wrong by by Anderson Park? The baby, what, what, hold up, how did it go? When was the time? Yeah, because she can't dance. Then she can't move. Only one time. That, that one right there, that been in so many commercials that people, that means sure different commercials, like from different brands. Sure. Fuck hell. Yeah, a lot got, of people own Anderson Pack a bag. Then you, then you got might be. You know, I'm thinking that you might be fine. Can I tell you all this? That's all right, though. That's Anderson Pack. Mm-hmm. That been in commercials. That that him and Bruno Mars, though. That's another look. He done hit another. He done became a pop nigga for real. He with Bruno Mars now. Well, yeah, yeah, that shit with him. That Silk Sonic. Boy, so I, smooth. Like I said, man, it ain't even like it's a different level of pop because, shoot, this nigga Anderson might have had more songs and commercials than this nigga Bruno, if I'm being honest. Oh, I'm talking about that. Bruno done christened him in pop star magic, though. Oh, yeah, but, man, the type of... This type uh, of I, I want to say, I'm not... I, I don't hear what... I hear you. But he didn't have that aesthetic till right now. But he always felt like the nigga. He, he feels like he, an underground nigga because he out of the norm. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. He feel like he. you can tell he wanted to do is that if he wants to give you bars, he will give you bars. If he wants to give you harmony, he will give you harmony. Whatever he wants to do, he will find a way to do it. And he's not limited. It feel like he's the first artist in a long time that has no box. Hell yeah. And I'll say this too. I'll say this. Like. I wouldn't say that it's not a danger for Anderson Pop to go pop or like to be oh, yeah, like no. one of the biggest artists on the planet because at a certain point he's been like that for a minute, especially even if it's just on like the the very not I ain't even gonna say underground because he's not really underground hip hop on the very he just he was just in a smaller niche. He was in a neo soul category for a long time. Yeah. So that's a niche that only like. But he was performing in what that wasn't he performing in a glacier in Iceland or some yeah, shit on some real neo soul shit on some shit that only, you know, really people really care about music listen to shit. So his thing he's always been global in that world. 
And like yeah. you said, that shit took him to a glacier. So they tell you how far that world travels as far as global wise. But the thing is, it's like the, the pop star life would suit him because he does a pimp ass shit. He don't look out of place doing this shit. Yeah, he already been surrounded by a bunch of bitches. Now he's just going to be surrounded by even more bitches. You feel me? He, a real, he on some real pimp shit. Him and his Asian son. <laughs> Shoot, he, he has Asian himself. Exactly. He pop, he Korean. I think his, his old lady Korean too. Keeping it Korean and black. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Korean fried he chicken good. He smooth, he smooth with a coconut oil on treadmill. Hell yeah. <laughs> that nigga, but now nah, it's a it's a couple niggas on it. I want to see pop for real. Who's somebody you want to pop to you? Pop hard. Uh, I don't know. I don't want somebody that I want to pop hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you somebody that I think. It's going to pop hard. I can't really tell you somebody I want to pop hard because I don't even want that for too many people. I feel like not a lot of people can handle that. If it ain't organic, I ain't gonna wish it upon them. I, I ain't talk, I'm not talking about like, well, I'm talking about organic, like a slow build. I ain't talking about they've been grinding for like five, like been grinding for like two years, and this is gonna be the time where they start really eating off their music. Man, I ain't talking about somebody who made two songs like what's his name. Um, the one that said Tupac was whack. That little motherfucker. I don't know who you're talking about. Lil Xan. Uh. Like, I want Anonymous to pop, and I want Travis Thompson. I feel they they grinded long enough for it. Okay, okay. With me, like I said, I ain't gonna necessarily say I want somebody to pop, but I can tell you people who I can predict. Uh, when I say people who I want to pop, um, you know, right now I listen to a bunch of Afrobeat. Yeah, Afrobeat is the music of the summer for the rest of y'all lives. So, oh god, go fuck with Afrobeat. That's the best song. If it ain't, if it ain't anything, if Afrobeat ain't anything, even though it's everything, it's summertime nigga, music. If, it's, if it ain't anything, nigga, it's summertime music. Cause what else is in Africa other than the sun? And okay, Rooster. It's the perfect. It's, it's year round summer for them, so of course they're gonna make make the best make the best summer music. So we dare not sleep on our African brothers and sisters when they put out some music during the. They summer. got some gangster ass music videos too. I ain't gonna lie. During the summertime, you got to. If it ain't any other time of the year, <laughs> I'm just letting these people know. Who's, so who's the artist, man? Come on. Oh, Tim's. T E ah. is Tim's. Oh, like girl. Tim's. Yeah, yeah. She got a damn voice. She got a voice out this way. I put one of our friends on her. Females love her too. I'm telling you, shoot, the voice, man, it's like, it's a very record. Ain't nobody, can't nobody else do that. Can't nobody else do that. Like, she got, she got like, in her, in her accent, in her accent, like, Beautiful. you can tell, you can tell she's like, she's from an English speaking country, but you can tell like they have more of an English influence on their speaking. You know what I'm saying? More like British type. But you can also you can't really decipher if she's British or not by the way she's singing. And then her voice, her voice though, like even though her accent when she's singing, you can't decipher if she's British me. or not. Her voice reminds me of all Joel and B type shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's like Nah, Trevor Noah. It's it's like like she has a voice like you can't tell whether it's a white British person talking or it's just like a black person talking. But then her voice tell you it's definitely a nigga talking. Are definitely an African talking. Cause nigga, this, this, if if that if that ain't Assistant. the sound of a black person, if you ever heard one, I swear. Seen they ass we've been, but hey, we've been fooled before. Cause John B. Uh, don't listen to what people say. That's a white man. Bobby Carl, Bobby Caldwell. Everybody, but that's a black name. But take a car down to Bobby Caldwell. <laughs> Bobby boy, you know who? Boy, 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 he had that Cadillac back in '96. But Bobby Caldwell had that motherfucker. Boy, he had a roaster back in '88. Boy, no, Bobby Caldwell. Bobby Caldwell sounds like a nigga in the hood that, that know everything. The real talk. Bobby Caldwell. But no, nah, I don't like. 
It's a couple people I want to see pop for real. She won off the show. Yeah, but other than I feel like a live, I feel like a live set with her. I feel like if she collaborates with Tyler the Creator, that's gonna be some of the greatest shit you ever heard in your life. So she, and that's what I'm saying. Like she, I mean, like anybody who listens to her music, like I see she's starting to get love from like other people. Like real music is starting to find her abroad, which is that. I mean, that's good. I mean, because probably the UK and West Africa probably been on her. Of people who listen yeah. to that type of music, they've been on her because I've been Africa, on her. Africa for damn show. Africa is like they show love. Any, anybody that fuck, anybody that fuck with African music, I'm telling. Because like she, she got one of those voices, man. Like before I even knew who she was, I had already heard her voice on like ten different songs. But when I finally recognized it was her, guess what? I knew every song that she was on. Because that voice, <laughs> even though you don't, even though you haven't heard of it yet. When you recognize that voice, who is that? She's been on. You gonna be? She like, got one of them. Who is it? I gotta know more voice. Yeah, yeah. But when you recognize her voice, and then you go back and you listen, when you know that's her name, when you put a name to the voice, you'll know all the voices or all them other songs. You've been like, who the fuck singing this? That's the type of voice she got. So yeah, man. I just really, I want. I feel like she's gonna be a worldwide, worldwide star soon, and I. I really believe you. You, I don't think, I don't think you're wrong. I think you're right. I mean, I'm calling it, bro. I'm calling it, bro. Like, cause all the artists that she worked on, that I listen to, even though all of them, like in the Afrobeat style, like they all like very different songs and vibes. So, like, I already know she got their range. So when they do, I feel like she got more. Of, I feel like it's a lot of Rihanna in her, honestly. Yeah, I feel it like, feel like it's a good. It's a who if she get with the right songwriter, she'll be amazing. She like it's a lot of Rihanna in her, but like she, she like she, in my opinion, she got more appeal. Like she not a bad girl like Riri is, but she like she very good. Like she a sweet down to earth girl. So like I feel like she gives a like, real earthy chick vibes. You know what I'm saying? And then motherfuckers oh, love them an earthy chick. I don't give a fuck who you is. I swear to God, you love your earthy chick. She give off big. It's, it's right? something about that Afro ball while you getting your dick sucked. That's what it is. And they always the Afro smoke, they always smoke, and her lips black, so I know she smoke. She smoke a Philadelphia cigarillo. And then whatever she smoke with, I know it's the right thing to smoke with because she don't look like she smoke no bullshit. I swear, she looks like she's going to do it. Man, a body out this world, man. Y'all in the world need to get on the Thames, bro. The damn lips, boy. Never mind. She West African. You know she got them. And you are unforgettable. Hey. I hate to leave you she alone. She would have killed that song. Huh? She would have killed that song. Sure would have. God. That's why I started saying this. You are. Okay, I hear an accent on it already. Going in, cause you know Sade Nigerian too. That's right. So it only makes sense that another Nigerian have a unique ass voice like Sade, and it's kind of deep like Sade. Mm-hmm. Sade, where you at? The one yeah. thing the Yoruba do right is singles, goddamn. That's right. But man, hey, other than other than her, really, man, I have to. I can't really say it's anybody <clears throat> that I think I want to pop, man, or, I, or that I can't envision popping because everything I listen to, like, has been, ain't, ain't really been mainstream, but either it's been something that I already done put the people on to, and, I, and since then, they probably already gathered some form of notoriety. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can, I, you know, I find people here and there, but for the most part, yeah. Nah, I mean, we could say Griselda, but the Griselda kind of getting a lot of their credit now. I swear. Everybody, you know what? No cap. This might be a good thing. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I feel like everybody I want to pop, them pop. In their oh, God. Oh, everything. That's a, that's a blessing. Feels like all the people that I wanted to see do good, they doing good. You feel me? I swear. I don't want to see nobody do bad, though. Already. So, you know what? That's good. You know, I hope don't nobody flop either. Like, I hope Blueface keep doing what he doing. Like, cause that last shit he dropped, where he rapped on beat, ooh, killing the game. Ooh. Hey man, I'll say this too. Um, yeah, nobody I want to, 
to really pop like that because I feel like yeah, they know. drop something, nigga. Drop a project. Yeah, yeah, that. You know what? If I had to say one other person though, because now that I think about it, he hasn't really just took off. Oh my J. Nah, F- Foggy Raw. Fog yes. Fog been one of my most most listened to people and most suggested people for years now, and y'all still sleeping on my nigga. This nigga said, "Expecto Patronum on phonem Harry Potter." What the fuck, nigga? I had been listening to that song for two years until I knew that's what the fuck that song. That's what the fuck that nigga was saying. And I had been this saying no the words, words, words. This is drinking Josh. Nigga, this. This nigga said Expecto Patronum on phonem. Harry Potter. This nigga got so many other bars like that, nigga. It's ridiculous. Like, the shit funny as hell, but yet the shit swaggy as hell. This nigga. Y'all need to quit saying all with the stick. Make a bitch disappear and shit. <laughs> that motherfucker, I'm telling y'all, man. Foggy Rock. F-O-G-G-I-E-R-A-P. Alright, I'm thinking about saying let's wrap this up, cool. Hey man, shoot, I'm feeling the same way. I ain't got nothing else to say to him. I feel like this. Is oh god, dude, Foggy Raw is always a great place to end. Exactly. Oh god, Drake and Josh is one of the best damn songs I don't ever heard in my life. You know what? Not only that, this nigga will make him so cool too. He got like a nice soulful vibe going because you know at, a, at the end of a lot of his songs, it's somebody singing a cappella over the shit. Mm, it's him probably. It is. No, I'm gonna tell you one of the hardest bars he got. We'll kick it, Wendy. We'll hook up at Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> this nigga say everything. I'm telling. Them motherfuckers said. Them motherfuckers said. I don't know Thomas Hill figures he like. Cause he don't like niggas I work having Klein. I said, damn. Ooh. I said, damn. <laughs> I said, damn. Then they got so many other bars like okay. this, bro. I just wanna. This shit got me wanting to Google his goddamn bars, cause I know that nigga. He, that nigga funny as fuck. Like on Twitter, he just be Listen. posting his bars, nigga. And that shit always be hilarious. What you saying? Hello, what you say? I, what you say? Foggy Rock on pop next year for sure. He gives me Ugly God meets Anderson Pack vibes. True. Cause he funny as fuck, but you can tell he really means some of the shit he's saying. Yeah, yeah, he really on his soulful shit too. But said, hold on, let me find another one of his bars just so y'all. God damn, boy. This, this got too many. This, this nigga said, "Baby girl, this is my destiny. I've been in, I've been doing this since we were a kid. When I get older, I'm gonna have me a little girl just because of all the bad things I did. I gotta get it." Boy, this shit. No said, "How do I feel? I feel splendid. Real Maryland representative." Hold up, nigga. What the fuck? I'm trying to. Come on, man. Let me get. I gotta find one. I can't even think of one, bro. But yeah, I just want you to know. This nigga said expecto patronum on phonium Harry Potter. Okay, I'm done, man. You got anything, anything else you want to say to the people, bro? You got anything you want to plug? He ain't no real. He ain't no real friend. <laughs> you got anything you want to plug? Man, I'm just gonna be dyslexic in this poor domain on Lexus. Hey, hey, I heard that, I heard that. Me, uh, Icon. I'm the Aquaberry Aquarius. Hey, Peach Panther. Man, nigga, I'm the Chrome Sagittarius. Fuck Aquaberry Aquarius, it's the Chrome Sagittarius, cuz. <laughs> hey, man, just plug your social media, G. Plug your social media. Man, man follow me on Instagram at Zono Zero for the O's. Soon to be changed to Nico Rashad. Soon as Instagram stop asking me for my goddamn password. I don't know that shit. Fuck it. I might make another one. <laughs> hey, and y'all already know it. It's, 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 yo, if it, but yo, be on the lookout for the Nico Rashad 
official Instagram, I'm gonna start posting a whole lot of concept art on that shit. Yeah. And I'm gonna figure out how to post my songs and shit on Instagram. I gotta fill a 30 second snippet of me rapping to go viral. I'm and I gotta make a TikTok. I'm telling you, man. Hey, TikTok cut that bag too. TikTok cut yeah, yeah. that bag. Them motherfuckers. <laughs> motherfuckers really becoming millionaires quick off of TikTok. Or making livings quick off of TikTok. Because they man, I ain't, to, I ain't trying to blow up quick, nigga. I, want my, I just wanna be a great artist. Hey. But if TikTok help, I'm taking it. Hey, I'm telling you, hey. The most people who, when they go viral on TikTok, they, they, they go viral everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and they're able to make them living off of TikTok. Oh, like, God. There's no problem cutting the bag. They ain't like Twitter and all them where you got to wait to get verified, my nigga. If you got a couple of videos that don't went viral, nigga, you own there. And you getting paid. The right you want some bread? Money. You want some bread, my nigga? <laughs> already, man. But shit, y'all already know what time it is. Add me on Snapchat. Space Dash Rooster. That's Space Dash Double R. The R-O-O-S-T-A Should I make a Twitter? Twitter funny as hell. I'll tell you that. Twitter Should I make a Twitter for, for Nico? Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell oh, by yeah. the way, fans, yes, Nico is a separate entity other from Zonos. There are two sides, there are multiple sides of the same coin. Yeah, I heard it here first. And also, too, I, I plug my Snapchat, so. Make sure y'all go. Yeah. Sure Follow the rooster on Snapchat. Make sure y'all go and check out this brand that I that I, uh really miss with and enjoy buying stuff from. And it's called Dionu. That's D I Y A N U. They're a black owned company, but man, they dress shirts and African print shirts be fly. If you want a nice fly summer shirt and some African print, boy, they got you. And also to remember to check out my uh. One of my really dear friends, YouTube channel, Shout out Adam and always on point with me. Maybe Shay, maybe Shay. Yeah, if y'all don't know how to spell, maybe I don't know what's wrong with y'all, but it's Shay S H A W S H A W. Alright, y'all, we out. Oh God. <laughs>